Welcome to Book Lovers Companion. A new year, new guests. With me, I have the Chattering Teacup. Hello. My name is Edith and our guest is Harriet Armstrong. Hello, Harriet. Hello. Thank you very much for inviting me. It's our pleasure that you accepted our invitation. And for our listeners, you are the one who illustrates the children's books called Stumpy Cat Books. That's right. <laughs> and the first question I have is, since when do you live under the paw? Sorry, could you repeat that? S since when do you live under the paw? Oh, under the paw, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, I was just thinking, oh, what, what have I done? Have I done something wrong? <laughs> um, well, I've been living under the paw for about eight years now. Stumpy has been a permanent feature in our life for, for a while. He's basically the... Um, The history behind Stumpy Cat is um, Stumpy was actually a rescue cat and he was rescued in Wales and then he was adopted by our neighbours um, here in Walthamstow, London. And um, Stumpy's second home is with us, basically, and he's been visiting us every day, you know, and he's just a very, he's got his own lovely personality and, um, and yes, he, we, we, he runs rings around us. <laughs> <laughs> When did you start drawing him? Okay, so during the first lockdown last March, Stumpy's visits just, you know, they just really raised our spirits. So I, I work um, for the NHS on the front line in a London hospital, and I was finding it really, really difficult to kind of relax um, when I got home. And so, you know, Stumpy just was always there to cheer us up. So I began drawing him. I've always had a love for drawing, um, and I found it really relaxing, actually, uh, drawing him. And it just quickly, you know, things Things just led on from there. I started drawing him and then I turned him into a cartoon character. And then basically my partner, Peter, started writing, because he's a songwriter, he started writing stories about Stumpy. And then before we knew it, we'd um, created three children's books. And I suppose there will be more to come, won't there? Yes, yes. I mean, we are at the moment, you know, we, we're just kind of promoting those three books. And, uh, you know, Stumpy Cat has found himself... Um, onto the internet and he's making lots of new friends on all the social media platforms and sharing his artwork and pictures of himself doing things so really at the moment we're just you know creating you know looking at creating a following and um, and just and just kind of like promoting those three books that we have already but there definitely will be more we have got more stories. And was it a conscious decision to make children's books? The, the stories, although they are children's books and the illustrations are very colourful and, you know, they do actually really appeal to children. I think the stories are kind of quite universal because, you know, although they are marketed as children's books, they're, they're really about, you know, making friends, helping people, fitting in, being kind, even when you're the new cat or new person in town. <laughs> the new kid on the block. Exactly. The new kid <laughs> Do you know how it happened that Stumpy only has a stump as a tail? Yeah. So he Stumpy has a stump because um, his tail was injured when he was a rescue kitten. But his stump is the, you know, is something we love. We love his stump, <laughs> and uh, and we also love the fact. The the funny thing is, we have a tree stump in our garden. 
And he sleeps on the tree stump as well and daydreams. And that started the inspiration for the books because at the beginning of the book, he's on the tree stump. We we lovingly know that as Stumpy on the Stump. Um, <laughs> he's basically in a kind of kitty loaf position, daydreaming. And the book's always, you know, the books are all about, you know, when Stumpy's in the real world, he's a cat amongst humans. But when he's in his daydream world, he's basically... A cat with human attributes. So he talks and he walks, you know, and he um, he basically lends lends himself to problem solving, but bringing a new perspective to human problems. So, for example, um, like in A Poor Full of String, our first book, he goes on a really amazing cowboy adventure and helps save a town from its uh, terrible tumble string problem. You know, we know cats like string, but you know, it's so really his character is, you know, and, and he is a very playful and quite a boisterous cat and so you know his stump and the tree stump it just all fits in and it just <laughs> became a kind of humorous child it could be a children's story but but also we've had some feedback from adults saying that they actually enjoyed the stories because I think the stories um you know from a philosophical point of view um really just teach us about kind of joining in and participating and being kind to each other they also mm. appeal to adults don't they yeah I think uh, we've had some adults buy our books, actually. <laughs> we we recently, um, you know, just did a, we, we've been kind of promoting ourselves on the social media platform. And we've we've um, actually found that actually a, a big amount of our audience are actually the kind of people above the age of 65, <laughs> which is quite interesting. <laughs> yeah, indeed it is. What is. What comes first? Do your drawings come first or Peter's words? The drawings kind of came first. I was, you know, like I say, I was um, drawing to be able to relax. I started, I, I went through um, various types of uh, drawing techniques before I arrived at what I did. And basically, you know, I, I had to think about what Stumpy was going to look like as a cartoon character. You know, I was a big fan of things like Garfield and I don't want to show my age, but, you know, Tom and Jerry, you know, I loved all the original early cartoons and I really wanted to kind of have an element of that. But then I also didn't want the drawings to be too polished. I wanted them to be a bit sketchy. So mm -hmm. when children do read them, they're obtainable. They can draw Stumpy Cat. I've done guides for children to draw mm -hmm. Stumpy Cat. So it's kind of having that little kind of slightly scratchy feel as well um I was really into a cartoon called rhubarb and custard I don't know if you would have got that in Vienna but it was no. it has very it's you know very influenced by that as well but um I was kind of I started by using pen and ink and then I thought about um how were early cartoons made so I um I actually started a painting technique called cell animation which is how mm -hmm. they used to make the early cartoons so you would draw and paint actually on on acetate on a film hmm. and then you would animate it you would uh, shine light through it photograph it and I started experimenting with that but it was very very time intensive because I wanted to kind of get you know that feel but in the end you know I decided I went through lots of different processes and decided pen and ink and um, with a combination of like Adobe Illustrator, you know, and Photoshop for retouching and, you know, and then I arrived at what 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 we're doing now. Mm -hmm. And do you have any kind of education in this field or are you self-taught? Um, yes, I've 
uh, much like Stumpy has had nine lives, I've, I've uh, been involved with, I, I originally uh, have a graduate, I've had a fine art degree. I've always loved drawing. In my spare time, I run life drawing classes, which unfortunately due to COVID, they've been on hold for the last year. And um, I've just always loved, I mean, ever since I was, I could even pick up a pen, um, I've been drawing. So, you know, it's something I've loved. And then, you know, and then further down the road, I've, I've I've become a scientist so you know it's kind of you know but but it's um you know but drawing has always been my first love behind you I can see an easel and a lot of materials so do you also paint pictures for galleries I have done in the past not so much now because I'm so busy um I used to sell my paintings um I draw you know I've sold drawings um you know it's just to be honest it's not really It's funny because my art's always been something I've really enjoyed doing, but I, um, you know, I've not always made it an emphasis to make lots of money out of it. It's just something that's just a byproduct of what I do. If people like it and they want to buy stuff, I'm happy for them to buy. But really, I do it because I love doing it. And, you know, I love the process. I love the creative process of being able to just shut myself in here in my studio and draw, whether it be Stumpy Cat or, you know, anything else mm -hmm. that takes my fancy. The books. Did you publish them by yourselves or did you find a publisher? So we, um, we're self-published. Our books are available on Amazon exclusively. Yeah, we, I mean, really, I think, I think the whole idea was just, we had, well, we had a small idea and just wanted to see how it was going to, how it was going to go. So, you know, I think we just wanted to just, you know, just grow the idea, see how it went. And Amazon, you know, seemed to be a very accessible platform to be able mm. to sell the books. I mean, we've we've actually had a um, few people in America buying our books, you know, and we're obviously based in the UK. So, you know, it's it's a it's a global platform. So we thought, why not? Mm. Stampy has two adventures in the United States, in the Wild Wild West, in New York, I think, and one of them was in Egypt. Yes. Well, the second one could be New York or it could be London or it okay. could be Tokyo. <laughs> you know, it's, it, we, we um, I mean, I, I absolutely love New York. So it might have come across like that in the um, in the illustrations, because when I think of the city, I always, mm -hmm. you know, I, I funnily enough, don't think of London. I always think of New York. So I absolutely love it. But um, yeah, he, he goes he goes to New York. He meets a crazy king that won't let people sleep. And that that to a cat would be an absolute nightmare. <laughs> But the really the 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 metaphor in the book, I guess, is you know that cats sleep a lot, they they nap a lot, and um, you know, and cities are very noisy and busy, and people are always rushing around, you know, and they work hard, and you know, and 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 what it is is Stumpy realizes that people need sleep for their well being, and he basically helps them get that sleep in uh, no naps land. <laughs> how how did he end up in Egypt? I'm wondering about that. Oh, so uh, yeah, I mean, he was uh, so basically in uh, Destiny of the Desert. Um, Stumpy has an amazing adventure, and he's he ends up being the first. I don't really want to give it all away, but he ends up being the first ever cat in ancient Egypt because. Um, The pharaoh has a bit of a problem with uh, the infestation of mice. In Egypt, they uh, the mice used to go for all their rice, you see. And um, and Stumpy, you know, he was uh, able to help them with that problem. <laughs> ah, so he's the original god. Yeah. He is. <laughs> ah, I see, I see. Okay. And I also saw a few of the videos you made and you give the word cat suit <laughs> a completely new meaning. 
<laughs> and who is it yeah. in this in the suit? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I can't. <laughs> I think you might be able to guess. But um, you know, part of promoting a book and an idea um, and making it, you know, uh, funny for children involves, you know, many guises, <laughs> including, you know, I've had to learn a few dance moves. I've had to, uh, <laughs> I've had to. Um, you know, learn various skills, much like Stumpy has lots of cat skills. I've been uh, putting lots of human skills to the test to be able to uh, promote his story. So, um, so yes, uh, I won't, I won't tell you outright who it is, but I think you can guess. <laughs> yeah, you have to keep a secret. <laughs> What about the feedback you get? You said there are quite a few people in the United States who read your books and such. And what about the feedback from children? Oh, it's been, yeah, it's been lovely. I mean, I, I think that's that's the thing that's really encouraged me to carry on and to, you know, jump around in a cat suit is the fact that, that um, you know, we, we partnered with a school last year and they we ran a competition for them where, you know, they could draw Stumpy Cat and we wanted them to write their own story about a cat, any cat. It could be Stumpy or it could be their own mm -hmm. cat about a cat going on an adventure. And we got in the post we got hundreds of stories written by children and they'd read the books and um, the feedback was they loved it you know and they thought that they, they liked the name as well which is because the name's quite funny and it really resonated you know and the feedback's great you know we've had children saying it's fun and they want to be with Stumpy Cat and they I mean we had one child that wrote a story about um, Stumpy Cat going to the moon and did all the pictures <laughs> of him on a rocket and you know I mean it's um, it seems to have stimulated a lot of uh, imagination because I think kids can probably quite relate to having those daydreams about doing things and, you know, and um, maybe being a bit more than they are, you know. And, um, I mean, we can all relate to that. And, uh, and yeah, so the feedback from children has been really positive. And it was, it was fantastic. And once um, the COVID restrictions are eased and we're in a kind of more of a normal world, then we'll be, you know, hopefully talking to a lot more children. You know, I'll be dressed as a cat, but we'll be we'll be communicating to a lot more children and and just spreading the stumpy love, really. Artists suffer for their art. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. this one's really suffering for her art. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that I was a performance artist as well as a, you know a, a fine artist. <laughs> There's always something new. Are you going to use some of the ideas from the children? I'd love to. Yeah, I think you know. I think um, I mean we've got a whole bank of ideas that we've had Stumpy going surfing we've had <laughs> the moon we, he's been oh, there were actually it was interestingly because before we released the um, book about Stumpy going to uh, being the first cat in ancient Egypt actually quite a few of the children had written that they want Stumpy to go to Egypt so you know so we were really happy with that thinking oh that's a, a really nice correlation but um, but yeah I mean we we will you know we've got all of those stories and if we do use them then we'll definitely give the credit where credit is due. Mm. And children would love that. Do you think that your books uh, help children start reading in the sense that children are often reluctant to read, to sit down and read because there are so many distractions these days, the phones and the internet and the TV. Do you think it, your books might help 
to get children to read more? Yeah, I really hope so. I hope our, our books will help children read a bit more. I mean, to to kind of encourage that as well, we've um, actually produced the books in a story time videos on YouTube so children can read along and see, once again, see the giant cat reading a book. Um, and I think um, it's really important to encourage children to read because, you know, you can, you're, when you have a book in your hands, it can take you anywhere. Your imagination um, can take you anywhere. And, and I think that part of reading is, um, you know, it's a real, it's really lovely escapism and, you know, and it broadens your horizons. And it's something that we would really, really love to encourage. Mm. Do you also plan to To go further with your idea or do you think or are you thinking of offering your books to a publisher or an agent or have you done so already yeah i mean i, I i'm i'm very open-minded about you know the future of stumpy cat i mean we would love to you know we would love to have a book publisher um, so that we have a, a wider distribution, like a global, you know, much wider distribution. And and also, um, it would be great to, you know, I can envisage Stumpy Cat as a cartoon, actually, you know, um, leaping around. <laughs> That's something else that we'd be really interested in exploring. And what about your favorite books? Oh, my favorite books. <laughs> I'm, I, well, in terms of illustrated children's books, you know, I love, absolutely love Dr. Zeus and where where wild things are you know some you know those kind of really beautifully um i was a big fan of um oliver jeffers um who did um lost and found i do i, I love books that have been really beautifully illustrated in terms of adult books i mean i'm you know to be honest i'm i'm quite open-minded i'll you know if something grabs my attention um, mm -hmm. and i'm still quite old school i like looking at book covers so i don't have a kindle i like to base, basically you know look at book covers and you know and I'll choose something that attracts me but I do I do tend to kind of like reading um, biographies fantasies you know I'm, I'm into all sorts of books. Mm. Do you also think that it's very important for parents to read for their children good night stories and such? Yes I think it's incredibly incredibly important for parents to read to their children. I read to my daughter my daughter's now 14 and I well I read to her when she was a baby you know from the from the moment she could you know hear my voice I, I've been I was reading to her and I mean it, it's just one of those things that really the bonds between parent and child when you're reading is so strong it's a very intimate thing to do you know to sit and read bedtime stories or just read you know normally they're sat on your lap you know it's something you do um, in close proximity and I, I think they you know my daughter really responded to it and actually in turn she loves reading and then she will read to herself or she'll read to me when she was little <laughs> she would I mean what she used to do was she would have her favorite books and she would you know and she would choose the same book every night every night every night for weeks and weeks until she memorized all the words and then she would read it back to me but really what she was doing was she was memorizing the words <laughs> too young to read and um and it's just simply you know it's it's lovely it's just uh, you know we would we would love stumpy cat to be that story that somebody picks for their bedtime story wouldn't it also be nice to have your own kind of radio show for stumpy <laughs> cat I, i'm asking this because 
what you said about uh, Stumpy Cat helping children during the first lockdown. Yeah. And we have this character in Austria. He has his own uh, radio show. He's called Rolf Rüdiger and he's he's a rat. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> he's, he's <laughs> I want to meet him. Yeah, he, he's, he's, he's very cheeky. Mm -hmm. And he started out on children's TV, actually. And then they moved him to read to the radio station in Vienna and he and a guy called Robert Steiner they have their own radio show every day uh, at two o'clock in the afternoon and during the first lockdown they had a longer uh, I think they even started um, at 10 o'clock and I had the radio on and at first it annoyed me And then the, the more often I listen to them, I found it funny. <laughs> Nowadays, uh, at two o'clock, I turn on the radio and listen to them being silly. <laughs> and what's also interesting is the same what you said, that a lot of adults listen to them and they enjoy it. And because the rat gets to say things, that, uh, his partner doesn't get to say. <laughs> and I guess some of the things they say aren't understood by children. Yeah. But yeah, that's funny, funny. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a fantastic idea. I mean, it's, uh, you know, funnily enough, you know, the social media Stumpy has much more to say as Stumpy Cat as, you know, that I would ever have to say as a human being. So uh, <laughs> I think it's, uh, I think it's a wonderful idea. I, I, you know, I think things from a cat's cat's perspective, uh, just, you know, I mean, you can be, I, I, I find myself being much more witty <laughs> as a cat than I do a human being. Isn't that funny? Yeah. <laughs> maybe you do need a radio show. I'd like to meet this rat. <laughs> I, I think you can you can listen to him on uh, Radio Vienna. But it's oh, in German. Will I be able to understand what he's saying though? Mm, probably not because it's in German, but uh, <laughs> he's he's awfully cheeky and that that's what makes it so funny. And it's actually for children. The, the, the radio show is for children and they are awfully good with them. Yeah. Because the children can can phone them and they can ask questions and they play games with them and they can win prizes. That's absolutely amazing. That's amazing. What a wonderful thing to do. I mean, we we you know we're really reliant now on media. You know, during this you know this kind of mm. unusual time. So I think that's an absolutely fantastic thing to do. It's really great. Yeah, and I think Stumpy Cat, your your your. Social media Stumpy Cat has a lot of followers, just like George, doesn't he? You are uh, oh, Stumpy. Oh, George, George is amazing. He's amazing. I, I you know, I, I want to, you know, take my hat off to George. He's so <laughs> witty, and um, and he has shown us so much love. He, you know, George is uh, incredibly um, quick-witted, funny, caring, you know, and Stumpy is desperately wanting to be his best friend. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone's desperately wanting to be George's best friend. He really yes. does, you know, he really, really does cheer um, cheer us all up. You know, it's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Speaking of George, can you explain uh, this thing about this uh, teams he's always wanting he george always wants us to vote for a team there is football what is this i'm not sure about it i think he just he wants he wants to basically um he he's promoting his local football team 
you know, and football teams are very, you know, uh, in the UK, uh, you know, people are very passionate about their football teams. So it's, uh, yes, yeah. And yeah, voting for best names or best, you know, this, that and the other, just keeping things alive. But yeah, I mean, he's always got my vote. George has always got my vote. (laughs) (laughs) Even though we're not actually that local, they're in the West Midlands, we're, you know, we're in London, but he's got my vote from London. (laughs) And um, are you going to make a calendar? the next or this year as well just like George oh, did I don't know I haven't really thought about that I, I I don't know if people would like a calendar of Stumpy I haven't it's a nice idea it's not something I've thought of yet because uh you know I don't know if anyone would want want a calendar <laughs> but we'll, but may, maybe it's something that we can explore definitely <laughs> I think the children probably would yeah yeah maybe I don't know do people yeah I mean I I I George very kindly um, said that he was going to send me his calendar. But uh, but yeah, I mean, maybe that's a possibility that we can look into. Yeah, I think so, because we bought one of George's calendars Aww. and friends of ours in Germany also bought one. Oh, that's so sweet. So sweet. Because I think it's a lovely idea and I think they collected quite a lot of money for a charity. Yeah, no, it's brilliant. And that's brilliant. I mean, the, you know, the charity aspect of um, what we're doing, the proceeds, the proceeds of our book, the, a percentage of um, the proceeds are going to be, it's going to be donated to the Cats Protection Society because because um, Stumpy was a rescue cat. So, you know, so we'd like to be able to, you know, just give a little bit back to um, mm-hmm. organisations that are rescuing cats. Mm. It's such an important thing to do. Yeah. Sounds sounds good. And I also wanted, I, I'm dying to ask you this question because <laughs> I looked at your at the Stumpy Cat homepage and I found the mention of your day job. So please, can you explain to us what a medical photographer does? Ah, okay. So it's a very unusual job. So medical, medical photography, the, the easiest way I can explain it is, you know, when you go and have an x-ray or an MRI scan mm-hmm. or CT scan, those, those types of imaging is all for the inside of your body. What I do as a medical photographer is I use a camera and I take pictures of anything that manifests on the outside of your body. Mm-hmm. So that can be a whole range of reasons you could end up in hospital and I will document those um, and they're used my photos are used for for medical records so you know patients medical records or they can be used for teaching and research mm-hmm. or they can be used for book publication in science you know science manuals and um, so I I work across the whole of the hospital where I work I work I'm predominantly based on all the all the wards um, I also work in theatres um, documenting surgical procedures I'm pretty much everywhere that's generally medical photography in a nutshell it's a very um, niche profession profession you know you have to be very um, technically you know very astute because you can't <laughs> you know you 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 have to get the shot right there and then because as you can imagine if you're in an operating theater and they're just about to do something very intricate and you miss it <laughs> yeah they're not going to be very happy so <laughs> it's, all about, <laughs> it's all about you know documenting things really mm. accurately and during covid you know that's been extremely challenging you know i work in a hospital where there's um you know it's it's been we, we've we've been under a lot of pressure mm. 
in London and uh, it's uh, yeah it's just been extremely stressful and I think um, you know this year um, for the last 12 months you know I, I usually you know medical photography I guess is a bit different to x-ray mm. in the sense that people always want to joke with me because I've got a camera around my neck they always <laughs> you know they always ask me whether I do weddings or <laughs> you know birthdays as well you know um and you know but but this year in particular I found that you know I've learned so much um you know there have been a lot of scared people and you know I've spent a lot of my time you know holding people's hands and mm-hmm. reassuring people you know we've not been able to our patients can't have visitors you know mm. and you're the bridge you know between mm. them and the outside world you know and it's it's been challenging but I love my job um it's incredibly stressful and busy but I really enjoy I think it's really truly medical photography is where science and art kind of meet it's probably mm-hmm. the closest meeting you're going to get you know and during this time as well as part from all the medical work I've been documenting the life the other side of what's been going on while I've been working on yeah. all the COVID wards I've been you know documenting what we've been going through mainly people just posing looking funny in their PPE <laughs> <laughs> but, you know and having a funny five minutes you know but but, you know, I've been documenting how it's been because it's also part of our history. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Supposedly, you're also documenting your colleagues after long shifts and what their attire does to them, especially their faces. And Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, you know, it's really my colleagues, you know, we've really, I, I've seen a different side of working in healthcare during COVID because we really have come together. You know, we all work as a team anyway, but that kind of team spirit and, and we're all extremely tired. It just feels like it's a bit relentless, but, mm. you know, but we've really pulled together. And I think it's, um, although there's been some real challenges for us, there's been some really, really positive things to bring from this. And that is the importance of being kind to each other, supporting each other and supporting, you know, people that are scared. You know, a lot of people are so, so scared when they come into hospital anyway without COVID. And then people are, you know, really, really worried and anxious and they don't have their loved ones by their sides. It's uh, we've, I think, you know, a lot of us have have really grown into our roles and become even more caring. I didn't even (laughs) think it was possible, you know, because in the absence of having relatives, you know, around for our Mm. patients, we've had to be those people Mm. and on a darker note do you also take photos of people who are victim of a crime or has the police their own photographers uh yeah no i do all of that as well so you know i my i um so you know we we call those in the profession we call those non-accidental injuries so i photograph all of those for for court um for legal evidence yeah that's that's another side of my work i do all the legal evidence collecting because if you submit iPhone photos, <laughs> you know, they're just not going to be admissible. So mm-hmm. um, normally a medical photographer, you know, because I will use the proper scales, the proper color balance, you know, and be able to tell the court whether things have been manipulated or not mm-hmm. manipulated in um, photographically. So yes, that's a very, that's a big part of my role and all the governance, obviously, of all the images as well. So I manage all of the, you know, like GDPR and all the, 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 the kind of confidentiality around the images so it's so it's a you know it's quite in, 
involved actually mm. but yes I do I do all of that as well the way to look at it is that you know everything that happened before you you weren't party to but everything that happens afterwards mm-hmm. is actually something that you can have some input on and contribution so if somebody needs to be brought to justice mm. then I'll take some really good photos mm. you know that are clear and accurate that will be able to be used as legitimate evidence mm. I think digital photography really helps doesn't it instead of uh, the analog one. Yeah, I mean, I can turn around photos, you know, really, really quickly. If you were to ask me to do that when, you know, in the days of film, then, you know, it would, it would, you would need at least a 24-hour, 48-hour turnaround. Whereas, you know, if images are needed for referrals, urgent referrals, or, you know, for evidence, I can turn that around within the hour because it's digital, you know, I can mm-hmm. just go and do it. So yeah, I mean, I grew up and I taught myself photography with in the analog days, but, um, but you know, I do love digital photography and I love all the software. I embrace technology when it comes to <laughs> photography, you know, there's some amazing things that you can do. And what we're doing, we're, you know, talking to each other, you're in Vienna and I'm in London, yeah. you know, it's, it's wonderful, you know, it really gives us a lot more freedom. Yeah. And coming back to art, do you prefer working with a brush or a pen or like on a computer pad? I prefer working with paper and pen, um, traditional for drawing. I've been kind of getting quite proficient at using illustrator and digital drawing but you know I don't know whether I'm just old school but there's just something about pushing a brush or a pen across paper much like reading a book when I get a new book I like to open it right in the middle and just bury my head in it and <laughs> take a deep breath you know you can't do that with a kindle <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and um, and it's the same for drawing I love you know I've got a whole studio full of canvases and paper and different types of paper <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I've got you know I've got all sorts of wonderful pens I've, I've, I mean I've only got two hands but I've got like a million things to draw with <laughs> um, but I love buying stationery as well and paints and just love looking at it as well you know so yeah no definitely traditional medium and have you ever thought of creating book covers for other writers I haven't actually. I mean, it would be an amazing job, but I, I guess I haven't because, you know, there's part of me that is still, maybe this is just being a typical artist, but there's part of me that is riddled with self-doubt. And I think that if you asked me to do a book cover, I'd be like, well, I'd never do a job that's good enough. <laughs> Whereas when I'm illustrating my own, at least I can be my own critic and go, well, it's rubbish, but it's fine, you know. <laughs> but I think I would feel, I don't know, I, I I do. Some people say, you know, they look, oh, you know, you're so talented. I love your drawings. But I'm like, mm, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you know, so I... It's probably been a confidence thing, actually, that I haven't gone because actually there are some absolutely amazing illustrators out there. I would just not think that anyone would consider me at all. <laughs> so I'll do my own little mad things with Stumpy Cat. <laughs> <laughs> And Stumpy Cat won't, you know, he might dig his claws in me, but you know, well, <laughs> at least he, you know, in the human world, he can, he won't, he won't actually tell me that my drawings are rubbish. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, I'm, I, I think, um, yeah, it's something I'm just kind of doing with Stumpy, but I, yeah, I, I think I'm a bit too shy to do that. <laughs> do you think that sometimes 
or at least it's what I what it feels like sometimes when we use computers for our arts or illustrators use computers for the art. It sometimes even looks too artificial. For example, when we were kids, there was this there was this um, show or uh, TV show. It was a cartoon with a with a bee. Mm. And it was made in Japan, and it was nice. It was it 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 felt right. And a few years ago, they rebooted the show, mm-hmm. and I think they used computer animation. Yeah. And when I saw it, maybe because I'm too old for this, and I knew the original version, I felt no, it wouldn't do for yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, I I totally agree. I mean, I think. I mean, part of the way, the reason why Stumpy Cat is the way he is, it might not be. When you look in the bookshelves, in the bookshops uh, these days, everything is very much based on vector graphics, very graphical, um, which, are, which you know, is beautiful, really beautiful. But I think for me, my preference is similar to you. I like things that are, I like things that are a little bit scratchy and not so perfect, you know, and especially for children, I think. You know, my daughter was riddled with, you know, self-doubt when it came to drawing because she knows I love drawing so much that she always felt a little bit, you know, so I was always kind of playing my drawing down a bit. And I think what it is, is when you see something that's too polished, you think, I can't possibly do that, Mm. you know. And I think for children, I think, especially for Stumpy Cat, I want it to be accessible. And I like that quality where it's a bit tactile. It might be a bit shonky. It might be a bit this, but it's kind of, it all adds to the character of being someone, you know, a character that's free and and not so kind of restricted, you know. And like you're saying, when you start to bring CGI, you make things really slick. It loses some of that charm, I think. You yeah. know, I think Definitely. I think things that are a bit kind of that are loose and a bit scratchy are really charming. You know, mm-hmm. I personally think that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for, for me, it's the same with animated films because they're the hand-drawn ones were really charming and lovely, but when they added uh, or only used computer animations, I mean, the pictures may be like photographies, but it doesn't have the charm. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And I think when you look at, I mean, I was saying earlier, I love digital photography. I love it because, I mean, certainly in my job, I can just do it really quickly. You want photos, there it is, it's done. But if you were to ask me from a, you know, because I still do take, um, I have lots and lots of film cameras. Like I said, I've got two, I've got two hands, but I've got like, you know, <laughs> I've got like, you know, 20 cameras, um, but only one is digital and the rest are all film cameras. And the reason why that is, is because when I look at photos that have been created, you know, from a negative, they just have a different quality. They, when you look at digital photos, they have pixels, which are square. When you look at analog, when you look at traditional photographs, prints, they have grain, which is all different shapes and sizes, you know, and, and tones. And, and I, and I think you can tell that by eye and it looks charming, you know, it just mm-hmm. has that warmth, you know, much like with music, you know, and you've got records and, you know, MP, MP3s. There is a difference, I think. It's very subtle, but but there is a it's that warmth I like, you know, the kind of warmth, the tactile, you know, and the slightly the possibilities rather than things being very, very defined. Yeah, yeah, it's mm. true. Although MP3 has its advantages. Yeah, true. Absolutely. Uh, because I saw it. Yeah, also for people um, who need it in a medical way, because I saw this documentary about people who can't hear and this implants, it uses MP3. 
It makes it easier to filter out all the information that's not needed yeah. to understand. That's where it has its advantages. But like you said, when you listen to an LP, it's a different quality. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Also and the think, old drawings. Yeah. yeah. And I think I think with our, you know, definitely technical applications, amazing technology, you know, it's this advancement is fantastic, you know. But I think, you know, sometimes when you're enjoying books, enjoying music, you know, you're not thinking about those things. You want that warmth, don't you? I mean I do, you know, I like that warmth and that kind of feeling that, that your imagination plays is is part of it as well, you know. And I, I really like that charm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, true. More questions from the teacup? Yep. No. All answered? All, all answered. Oh, <laughs> it's been really lovely for me. I've really, really enjoyed talking to you both. It was perfect that you agreed. And here's our boss. Meet our Morris. Hey, Morris. Maurice. <laughs> That's him. <gasps> Hello. Yep. Stumpy's gone out. He literally just leapt out about five minutes before we came online. Oh. <laughs> now he was asleep. He was uh, taking his nap and now he's ready to go on patrol, I think. Too early. Um, Maybe, Maybe a early. snack and then Just back to bed. Just a snack and then back to bed. Who knows? <laughs> These days. There's always a time for snack. <laughs> I saw the picture of you, the one you posted with Stumpy. And I said, hey, why not? Maybe she'll agree. And you did. Aww. Oh, it's so nice of you. So nice of you. You know, we are just at the beginning of our journey. And, uh, you know, so it's really, really nice that you, you know, you've taken an interest. Of you know, course. Much like you, you know, it's it was a small idea from, you know, just very humble beginning. You know, and I think sometimes with ideas, it's nice to see it through, you know, and yep. just see where it takes you. And yep. I'm really enjoying the journey so far. I mean, I do feel I'm, I'm picking up all the kind of cat language and, the, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and, and there's this kind of, you know, the world of Twitter, you know, I mean, there's, there's lots of sides of social media, but the mm. side that I've seen is just fills my heart. There's some really nice people out there and, um, and I'm really enjoying the journey so far. Mm, that's good. Mm. The most important thing is that you enjoy it yeah. when you're doing it. So yeah, yeah it's a lot of fun. And we're not doing anything else at the moment. We're just, you know, <laughs> going to work, coming home, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the same what we do here. And yeah. it was fun talking to all those people and having nice afternoons or evenings. Yeah. It, it's fun and it's, it's a distraction. Yep. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, although I'm still out there in the world and I'm doing, I'm working, it's not the same as having these kind of conversations, you know, it's all work related, you know, but having that kind of social interaction for us at the moment is, well, I, I do, I feel starved of socializing properly, you know, so <laughs> it's, it's wonderful to just kind of go talk about, you know, a cat with no tail and <laughs> various things, you know, it's been, it's really, really lovely. <laughs> Maybe we could help along. Oh, that's great. Amazing. Maybe we can. And <laughs> at least we brought you to our audience. Yeah, no, I really appreciate it. I really appreciate it. No, thank you. You're very kind. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. It's a pleasure yeah. to talk to pleasure. people, to different people. Interest. It's interesting for us as well to learn more about their ideas. Yeah, yeah, no, it's great. And books, books are amazing. They do bring people together, I believe, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. So uh, that's another very big part of this idea has become something that strangely I really believe in, you know, and it's the power of books, even if, you know, it's a, it might be a book about a crazy cat, you know, it still <laughs> brings people together. It's yeah. brought us together today. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, no, yeah. It's really lovely. It's really, true. Really lovely. And if you get immersed in a story, it, you escape yeah. reality for a moment. 
moment. So it's like traveling yeah. 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 from yeah. your comfy chair. I know. You open is, a book yeah. and you travel, and I don't know, among the stars. In history or, or back in time. The world. Yeah, back in time without the TARDIS. <laughs> so. That's all we can do right yeah. now, isn't it? So. <laughs> yeah. Anything else is not possible at the moment, but books can help us. Thank you so much. No, thank, thank you. you. Oh, it's been lovely. Thank really you lovely. for for accepting our invitation. Wish you all the best of luck with your books. Yeah. Thank you so much, and thank you for you know just thank you for for being such an amazing part of the book community. It's our pleasure. Since we love <laughs> to read, it's our pleasure, and we also love to follow Stumpy Cat's adventures. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, you. Especially, Thank you. Especially the ones in the cat suit. Yeah. There are more. There are more. Oh, there are more to come. Good. It was fun. Anyway. Thank you, Harriet, Thank for joining you. us. Thanks. Bye. 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 We hope you had as much fun as we had and we'll meet again at Book Lovers Companion. <laughs>